Hey, it's Evan Carmichael, and this channel was created to help you overcome the number one challenge that is holding you back, a lack of belief in yourself. You watch these videos because you know there's something more inside you too. You've got Michael Jordan-level genius at something. So today, let's live your best belief life and get some incredible motivation from the one and only Grant Cardone. Enjoy. You guys that are just getting started, you're not gonna start right here. You're gonna start down there. Okay, probably in another city, another town. I grew up in Lake Charles, Louisiana, no money, raised by a single mother. I was in debt at 25 years old. The first thing that I had to do in my life was not learn a new skill. The first thing I had to do to get my life moving in the right direction was self-development. It is vital, it was vital for me that I improve myself and I could start depending upon me. I had to show up every day with some rituals, some disciplines, and start getting myself to trust me. Not trust others, but trust myself to do the right thing every day. One of the things that I started doing was beating the sun up every morning. I'm gonna beat that sun up every morning so that I have the discipline and the control of, over my life. So I knew, hey, before that thing pops, I'm gonna pop. I'm gonna get out of bed, depend on myself, get up at the same time every day, and for me that time, regardless of where I was, was beat that sun up. No matter where I am, I'm gonna beat that thing up. So it gives me a sense of control over my own life. Second thing, I had to start cleaning up my life and my friends and my environment. When I was younger, between 15 and 25, I was doing crazy stuff in my life. Wasting my weekends, I had the saying, weekends are for the week. I was drinking, fooling around with a bunch of bad things, bad people, making poor choices. At 25 years old, I cleaned it all up. Quit going to those places, quit using those things, quit hanging out with people that did not have ethics and discipline in their life, that weren't committed to the same things that I was. I wanted to build something in my life. I wanted to become someone, and to do that, to become someone in the eyes of the world, the first thing I had to do was become someone I could depend on. So put some things together, three or four things you can do every day to start the day, kickstart your day, get going in your day to give you a sense of respect for yourself, accomplishment for yourself. Look, just beating that sun up every morning gives me the sense of accomplishment that I did what I said, said I was gonna do, that I woke up when I said I would wake up, and I start building respect for myself, start believing in myself so that I can go out into the world and maybe, maybe, maybe today, maybe today when I go into this meeting that I'm dressed for, maybe they'll believe in me as much as I believe in me and that'll show up in a contract, a deal, maybe even some money. It's not about getting the right answer, it's about being able to use the information in the right situation. And so you have to go into a situation knowing something's gonna be stable, particularly in an environment where there's a lot of variables. And we live in an environment right now with a lot of variables, with COVID, the mask, the election coming. Who, who knows, who, there's a million different things going on out there. You cannot, you cannot add another variable to that many variables. So the thing that you need to do is you have to be the stable person in an environment where there's a lot of craziness going on. I had so many people tell me, well, it depends, it depends on the situation. No, dude, it, you, you need to be the same person every time, regardless of the situation. Because if you try to change to every, if you try, that's the problem with this whole adapting thing. 
If you're gonna adapt to every situation that happens in life, you'll never become anything. Because you'll just be a chameleon one second, and then a tiger the next second, and then a kitty cat the next second, and then roadkill the next. You'll just become whatever is going on in the environment, and you'll never become strong, the strong you you should be. And, and the, this disparity in America, particularly in America and around the world, the disparity between the, the, the people that have something and everybody else is getting bigger and bigger. If you don't like the way that is, if you don't like the way that game's working out, you need to improve your skill set so that you can go get yours for you and your family. Because it's out there. I'm just telling you, the, the, the opportunity's out there. It's whether you want to open your eyes, be conscious the whole time, go look at it, and figure out how do you get your share of the, of the, of the American dream. One, people should be invested in the beginning and just in themselves. Every chance you get to, to go to something that help, could possibly help you, has a, if it has a 1% chance of even adding to the value you have in your, spend the money. Don't sit on money, money's useless. So if you have $5,000 left in your account, I would spend the whole 5,000 on yourself. When you spend money on yourself, you're gonna start getting better at whatever you're doing. If you just keep doing it, if you keep spending it, just because you spent it once and it didn't work, go do it again, and then again, and then again. That, 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 that has been one thing in my life. Like if you ask me, hey, what's one thing? I always invest in me first. Not the business. Not the business. Not the real estate. Me. My, my condition. How am I doing? Am I around the right people? Am I listening? Like, I don't care what it is. Dinner, lunch, charities. I just go to anything, anything where I think there's other people doing well. Like, I just want to hear somebody say something that just inspires me. You know, the 10X rule is based on, look, you're, you're, the goals people are setting are too small. You know, I want to get a good job. I want to get married. I want to be happy. The goals are wrong. And I hate to tell somebody their goals are wrong, but I'm just, I, I don't know that your goals are wrong. You know, I, I know that my goals have always been too small. Everything I have done in my life has not been, it, it, I have underestimated what I could do. Every time I've gotten to where I got, I was like, dang, dude, I could have, that, that wasn't even that hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't even that difficult. And it got easier as I got rid of the people that said I couldn't do it. Yeah. Mostly, it wasn't really people t saying I couldn't do it. It was mostly people saying, dude, but why do you need to? They, they were questioning why I need to, right? So if your kid decides, man, he wants to be, he doesn't want to be an astronaut. He's like, I don't want to be an astronaut, dude. I want to be the guy that creates the company that sends millions of people to another planet. See, he's like, why would I want to be the pilot, dude? He's just another worker. I want to be, I want to be the Elon Musk that figured it out, hmm. right? So, so, and, and you'll be like, man, just be happy to be an astronaut, right? But, but he's got a bigger dream. And, and we should all, that, that's the first thing I would tell people. Look, whatever you think your dream is, one, you got to add money. You got to, people, people are having goals and dreams without money. You know, there's all these quotes on the internet. A, a goal without a date is a, merely a wish that will never happen, <laughs> whatever. Dude, dude, a goal without money attached to it, okay, is something that will never be accomplished because there is no goal on this planet that doesn't require money, including happy. You, to be happy, you need money. And, 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 I, and your audience, is, I'd love to see their comments. Like, you cannot be happy without money. The only way you can be happy and broke is to be insane. Yeah. Because the only an insane person would say, yeah, dude, we're all good. I don't know where food's coming from tonight. 
but I'm happy. That means, well, I don't know where you, you, how you're paying for your drugs because you can't be happy knowing I can't pay for the next meal. It's just, it's, 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 it's mentally impossible. Just because you're great doesn't mean you don't want money. In fact, the greater you are, the more money you're going to want. So if you want great people, I, I hear companies always talk about, I can't find great people because you don't pay them anything, man. Mm. Right? So like if I, if I give you, if I offer you 700 grand right now, can you swim? Yeah. You any good? I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. So if I offer you 700 grand right now and say, hey, dude, you got to go swim after that boat and you got to catch it. Like you're not going to worry about how, how cold the water is. The water's <laughs> probably freezing ass cold, right? You're going you're gonna, to, if you're money motivated, mm. okay, you're going to fly in there. I, but, but let's say I put 700 grand out there and say, whoever gets to the boat first. Exactly. Well, what traits exactly do you, what? Would what, you do it? Would you do it? Probably. I think anyone in, the, anyone in the world would do it. I don't know. Unless you're a billionaire and you're like... Yeah, then 700, me, you're not motivated by 700 Exactly. Grand, right? You'd want more than 700. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, but you know what? I know billionaires would actually be the first people to hit the water. Exactly. Because they understand money. They understand, man, it's worth me paying that price to get the 700 because they know what to do with 700. A lot of people are not money motivated because they simply don't know what to do with money. Every time they get it, they actually lose it. Number one, you need to love yourself, man. And you need to love your own dreams. So like I always tell, I told Elena when we got together, I said, look man, I'll do anything for you. Anything, literally anything, except one thing. I will not give up my dreams, okay? If I am demanded to, 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 to water down my dreams, give up my dreams, alter my dreams to be with you, I will not do it, okay? Because I believe that if I give up on my dreams, which most people do, they'll give up on everybody in their lives. And, and so, and that's the way it is today. It's, it's my dreams first, Elena, our marriage, and then the kids, you know, and, and so. Um, Setting that expectation in the beginning. Yeah, that yeah, and, 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 and being like, being a strong person that says, hey, I'm going for what I want. And I think she really trusted that, hey, this dude, this guy's who he says he is. How many in your room are broke right now? You're broke, you're like just dead broke. Like, like if I went and banged on your credit card, it would scream and call the police. No, uh, alert, 911, call them out right now. This cannot be used again. That's fine, dude, that's fine. You still need to have your dreams. You need to start dreaming now. How old are you, dude? 22. 22 years old, you got any money at all? But he's got a little, he's got a little diamond in his ear, right here. He ain't got any money, but he's like, look at this shit. I'm shining, I'm shining. Huh? I'm shining, come here, come here, man. Yeah, come here, man, come here. I'm trying to, uh, I got a little cubic. Come on up here, man. 22 years old, man, 22 years old. You know what I was doing every day? 22 years old, how, how, what do you weigh, man? How much you weigh? Oh, you got one in both ears, look at this. Get a close up, can you get a close up? Look at that, man. Oh, he's so cool, he's so cool. Look, he looks good too, man, he looks good. Okay, look, how much money do you have to your name? Probably like thousand bucks what no, I feel got... like a million bucks though yeah yeah either way bro you broke <laughs> you agree with that oh yeah you're broke you guys need to admit it you need to own you need to know when you're broke the man's got a thousand dollars right he goes to jail today he's broke so so like but but that does not that does not mean you can't dream so right now, what he's gonna do is he, his dreams are gonna be like, okay, man, like I just wanna, I just wanna get a, a, a two grand, or I just wanna get some of these, 
or I want to get a watch. Dude, that's not the dream, folks. You know, when you were a kid, when you were a kid, 12 years old, what do you want? You want a car. I can't wait till I get a car. You don't think about, I'm going to own a car dealership. You think, I want a car. You don't think, hey man, I'm going to make a new car that flies. Right? See, that's why he ended up with these little cubics. Because his dreams aren't big enough. Get off the stage. Okay, but he's in the right place. He's in the right place. Everybody agree? I'm 63 years old, you know, I'll be 64 in March and, you know, I feel like I'm like 14 years old, man. I'm like, let's roll. Like, let's, let's go. I'm ready to run through walls and, you know, fly and learn new stuff. I'm studying uh, cryptos right now in the metaverse and like what happens and when do I make a play and do I make a play and what is all this? So you, you, one, number one, you have to stay curious. Number one, curious. You have to be curious. When Clubhouse came around, Clubhouse is an audio app, if you don't know what that is. A couple years ago, most of the people in my office, including Jared, was like, man, we, ain't nothing, there's nothing there. You know, I'm like, oh, there's people there, though. There's people there. And what I discovered, because I was curious about Clubhouse, is not because I was curious about social media. I was curious about people. To me, I get energy from people. And so um, I've been in rooms where... Uh, Alan, have y'all met Alan yet? So Alan, Alan saw me go in a room one night and he texts me. He's like, what the hell are you doing in this room, man? And I said, well, what's up? He's like, get out of this room. And I said, what you worried about? He's like, you're the only white person in the room and the title is white entitlement. <laughs> and he sends me a little sweaty emoji. I said, bro, where, how am I going to learn about white entitlement with white people? Like, you got to be curious, folks. Just because it has nothing to do with you doesn't mean your market's not there. And for me to build a market to a market means I need to understand how that market thinks. So one of the great benefits of me being curious, particularly about two-way communication on, on social media, the feedback. I'm not looking for likes and comments. I'm looking for something, some electricity in the moment. What you're talking about, the drive potential potential an idea like all my ideas come from i don't fabricate ideas everything you see me do happened it was happening already in the universe i don't i don't create anything i just grab something that's already there and i grab it out of something i hear so the supreme court today announced they kicked out the mandate uh for the vaccine i'm like hey man shit Okay, good. you like it or don't like it, y'all need to get on one side of that story and start talking to people about it so you gain that audience. You need, to, you need, oh, I don't want to be political. See, that's stupid, man. You know, there's nothing that raises more money than politics. Nothing, there's nothing. And most of it's just a scam. And everybody knows it, they're like, I'm throwing in. They ain't throwing in for their side, they're throwing in to keep the other side that they're worried about. The point of the story is there's energy there. There's tremendous amounts of energy that you want to you tap into. If you could walk the line and play both of them, that'd be super cool. Very difficult to do that, though. So when that came out today, I'm like, good job, man. Like, I got to take a stand on that. Now, will I lose some people? 100%. I don't care who I lose. There's 8 billion people on this planet. I'm worried about who doesn't know me. So the way to protect your brand, the way to protect your brand is to expand it. That's the only way to protect your brand. Man, did you hear that the 
that the person that won the lottery, I got two points to make here. The person that won the lottery is 84 years old. Her name is Gloria McKenzie here in Florida. She'll pay no state taxes on that winning. I keep telling you guys, move to a tax-free state so that your income's not taxed. And hey, if you win the freaking lottery, 380 million freaking dollars, you wouldn't be taxed at 10 or 13%. What are you thinking, man? The second point here is this. This woman would not have won this lottery ticket had it not been for the guy in front of her being so gracious to look at 84 and say, hey, lady, you want to go in front of me? I guess he was worried that she'd die before she could buy the ticket. Okay, folks, in my book called If You're Not First, You're Last, I basically explain Look, man, if you're first in line, you don't give it up to an 84-year-old. I know that might sound, you know, without compassion and, and, and uncaring and not sensitive. Hey, when you're buying a lottery ticket, get in, get out as quick as possible. If you're not first, you're last. In this case, I hope 84 gives this guy a little squeeze of the cheese, please. Let's find out how gracious 84 is with her 380 to the guy that got out of line to get her in the line to buy the ticket that won the money where she don't pay any state taxes in Florida. This isn't a magic act. These are basic skills. And basic skills are duplicatable. And the reason most salespeople have such trouble is because for years we have been trying, sales professionals and the gurus have been teaching uh, manipulation tactics. Dodge the question. Don't answer. Control the customer. Uh, the, uh, the whole neurolinguistics bull. These, these are gimmicks. We have never hired one person that had a neurolinguistics background that worked for us successfully. So you guys that are in the LNLP stuff, I'm just telling you, we've hired hundreds and hundreds of salespeople. I've been with tens of thousands of salespeople. I have never seen one person that got into this neuro bull that was a successful salesperson over long periods of time and did not bring drama to our organization. I don't want drama, dude. I want production. So, so when, when he sits a certain way, I don't start thinking about, man, I'm, look, imagine me in a sales, sales presentation. I'm like, I gotta be like him, and then now I gotta be like her, and now I gotta be like him. Guess who you can't be when you're doing that? You. You, man, what a diss. I wanna be me. The power resonates for me, my truth, my authenticity, and my transparency, okay? So if you can't do that, you can't build, you can't build a business and you certainly can't duplicate. I never ask him to be me. I'm like, hey bro, when somebody says that the payments are too high, what do you do? What do you say? Well, I'm with you. Everybody try that. No, no, I didn't say it like that. I said, I'm with you. See, and I'm with you. Hey man, hey, the price is too high. I knew that before you did. <laughs> Everybody try that. Okay, see, see, I, I'm, he, he gets to be him, but the words will work because all I'm doing is basically agreeing with the customer. This isn't a trick here, okay? Uh, our, this course is, uh, I'm doing a dinner tonight for $25,000 at my house, okay? I think we got two slots left. The entire $25,000 goes to the Grant Cardone Foundation. Any of you want to put 25 grand in 
please see one of my people, come have dinner at my house. We'll spend a couple hours over there. The money's gonna go to help kids. Some of you in the room immediately say, oh my God, 25 grand. That's a lot of money. Man, I know that. You don't think I know $25,000 is a lot of money? I'm the one that decided what the freaking entry would be. I said, what would be too much? 25 grand. 25 grand would be a lot of damn money. Somebody gonna be like, that. damn, that's a lot of money. Okay, and the people that it's a lot of money that think small, that go small and don't wanna help won't come to my house and have dinner. And the people that are like, dude, I'd go spend two hours with that cat, man, for 25 grand to get pictures with him at his new home, with his family, with, with eight or 10 other people, and the money's going to charity, and I get to write it off, I get to bang the IRS. Who hates the IRS? Well, this is, this is a chance to give them a good Okay? So you see what I'm doing? I'm handling all the objections right now. I understand 25 grand's a lot of money, man. I know what you gotta do to earn 25 grand. You gotta do crazy stuff to earn 25 grand. And if you keep thinking that, Earning 25 grand is always going to be a problem for you. Hopefully for everybody in the room, one day you're going to be able to earn 25,000 every hour. All commitments require investments in time and money. All commitments. You cannot make a commitment without time and money being invested. Time and money has to be invested. You have to invest time and money. If it's not on your schedule, you're not committed. If you don't have money back by that time on your calendar, if it's not costing you money, or you don't have money deposited right there, you are not committed. Where you have your money is where your personal, spiritual, emotional, physical commitments go. Wherever your money is, is who you are most committed to. Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Citibank, you guys, many of you got more money at Wells Fargo than you have invested in your own advertising and marketing. Because you guys are committed to the lie. The big marketing scam of the universe. Save your money. Save your money. What you should do is you should get a good job. First of all, you should avoid borrowing money unless it's for something that we think is good for you. Right? So first of all, you should not borrow money unless it's one of our credit cards <laughs> where we give you points. And one day you too will be able to stay at a Holiday Inn for free. Where, by the way, the buffets at the kitchen are free. You can eat all you want, not to mention that you're already overweight, but you could go there and eat all you want for as long as you want, by the way. If you just borrow enough money on this card to buy enough stuff you don't need to pay us back one day if you can, right? And then during the week when you're not borrowing money from us, what you should do is spend your time getting money to pay for the belt that you bought and put on your credit card that you can't write off, by the way. So this is what Americans are doing. People all around the world spend 40 hours a week running around, hustling. They get $100. What do they do now? They run over here to the bank, drop off the 100 bucks. Then they run back out, do another 40 weeks, pick up $1,000. Man, I had a great week, didn't I? Bang! And then they run over here and drop it off at the bank. These are the good Americans. The bad Americans go pick up 1,000 bucks, go to the club and blow it. The good Americans run 
run around collecting $1,000, $5,000, $10,000. Hustlers, hustlers, man. Hard workers. They, they get sophisticated. Ugh, I'm going to put a little money in the bank over here, over here at Wells Fargo. I'm going to have a little over here at Citibank. I'm going to spread this sh around. I want to be a slave to many, not a slave to a few. I'm going to give a little to Bank of America. I'm going to give a little bit to Citibank. I'm going to give a little bit to, to the Wells Fargo. I'm going to give a little bit to Fidelity and Merrill Lynch. I'm going to give a little bit to my IRA and my 401k. I'm going to bust my ass. I'm going to spend 40 years killing myself to make sure all these institutions have my money. Where they pay me nothing for the sake of security. Right? And then you guys look up one day and you're like, where's my money at? It's in all these accounts. By the way, what do those people do with your money when they get it? They call me up. Hey, Mr. Cardone. <laughs> we got another dummy. <laughs> Guy spent, goddamn, he must have spent 160 hours, put together a little bank, extremely disciplined, dumbass. And, and he saved $100,000 with us. And we'd like to know, Mr. Cardone, if you would like to borrow that money. His money. <laughs> yeah, I sure would. Because we know, Mr. Cardone, that you'll put that money to work. Okay? This guy that gave it to us, all he wants to do is work. I'm like, yeah, send me that money, bro. Send me that money. Okay? And they, by the way, they're not done calling me. They're going to call nine other people. They're going to take his hundred grand and they're going to say, they're going to, they're going to lend it out $900,000 of it. And this is the banking system. And that is debt, by the way, that U.S. dollar, okay? They're basically multiplying money. If the bank doesn't keep it, why do you spend all your time giving it to them to keep for you? I'm making $2.4 million a year. If I could figure out how to get another $200, that's called value add, VA, value add. If I could figure out how to raise the rent to 200 bucks, 531 units. See, that's why the number of units is so important. 531, $106,000 times what? Is what, one point? See, that creates another $1,274,000 of income a year. I'm already making $2.4 million a year. Bam! That traffic jam. Okay, I got more cash flow. I just got, I don't have to go work. I don't have to beat stuff up. I don't have to go Uber. You guys are, I'm gonna go Uber. To what? What you go Uber to? You end up with $7. Same energy, folks, same energy. Spend the energy going someplace, getting a vehicle that can actually get you to freedom. I don't want money. This money, I've had this money here the whole time, okay? It ain't gonna do anything. How many got money in the bank right now? It's useless. Money is useless until it is put to use. People earn money and then they spend it. And you're just doing this thing. Comes in, it goes out. You have to have multiple exits on the way out. How do I get out of this deal? I know people that have bought real estate that they're like it cash flows, but they're like, I, cannot, I can never get rid of this piece of property. It's always gonna be a problem for me. Hang me around my neck. But it pays me a little bit of money.
Okay? Now, if it's only one unit, if it's only one unit, folks, and it makes you $500 a month, it's still only $500 a month. Everybody agree? That's why you don't want to go small. You got to figure out how to do it big. If you do it big, if you do it right, if you have the right location, the barriers to entry, if you have the cash flow that you need, if you get good debt on it, I promise you, you will not lose money in this space. Warren Buffett said, don't lose money. Number two, what? Number three. Exactly. So when, when, when I read that, I'm like, don't lose money, don't lose money, don't lose money. What do I invest in? Oh, invest in something that doesn't lose money. Don't speculate. Don't buy stocks. Like, I don't want to trade a piece of paper for a piece of paper. It's a piece of paper. When you go buy $20 worth of Google stock, what do you get? You get a piece of paper back. It's all made up. Kids steal it anyway. Okay, I want something I can see. Would you agree? Okay, I would rather have that, that, that money. I'd rather take this money and say, okay, here's $100. Here's $100. I'm going to take the $100 and I'm going to buy a flip chart. This flip chart is more valuable than that $100. If I use it, everybody agree? Okay, so I want you to write this down. Quit saving money. The, the banks have brainwashed you. Save your money, save your money, save your money, save your money. The, the, the Wall Street also did this. Stay liquid, stay liquid, stay liquid. You want liquidity. No, you do not want liquidity. You want to be illiquid and you do not want to save money. My wealth ultimately is not the money I have. It's the knowledge I have and the belief I have in myself. The same thing for you. But I want to take you on this trip because look, number one, you got to visualize it. You got to be able to see it in your mind like possibility. Second thing is you got to see it, you know, in the physical universe. You can explain to me what a Bougainville is. You can explain to me what a beach is. You can explain to me what uh, the gym looks like on the second floor in Cabo San Lucas at this beautiful hotel we're at. But until I visually, visually, physically put an image to the ocean, to the whales, to the sunshine, to the mountains, until I visually see it, it doesn't become real. Third thing you wanna do, number one, see it in your mind. Uh, I, was, uh, I was doing a call today with Percy Miller, uh, Master P. And he's like, first thing you gotta do is see it in your mind. He grew up in extreme poverty in the projects. And he says, Grant, the first thing I had to do was I had to see it in my mind that I could get out. Second thing I had to do was see a picture of it in the physical universe. Uh, that's how valuable the internet is today is that you get to see things that maybe are way outside your price range. You can see the Lambo, the Rolls, the big house, the trip. You can see the possibility of Elon going to Mars, you know, and, and all of a sudden all those things expand possibilities. So number one, you got to see it in your mind. Two, you got to see it in the physical universe. And this also includes other people, examples of other people that are doing great things. I'm not just talking about physical Manifestation. I'm not talking about stuff. I'm not talking about watches and bracelets and rings and houses and cars. I'm talking about how can you actually manifest something in the real world that you have in your mind? How do you turn an idea into reality? And uh, these things that I'm sharing with you will make, will make it a possibility. Uh, when you dig deep on them, though, it's like, okay, well, how do I get closer to people that are doing those things? Because the third thing is you got to get closer to the thing you want. If you want a Gulf Stream or if you want to solve the water problem on planet Earth, you're going to have to get closer, physically closer, step on, not just see with your eyes in a magazine or on the Internet. You need to put your feet in the sand, put your feet on the jet. 
Now that might mean that you got to go fuel jets for a while. You got to go work at an aviation company, an airport, and actually fuel them, clean them, wash them. Maybe you got to be a flight attendant on them. Put your feet next to them. Maybe you have to become a pilot. You're going to have to pay the price though. There's no free lunch here for anybody, including my children. There's no free lunch. There's no way to know what this room feels like, the expansiveness of this room by looking at it on the internet. The moment you can get in it, it'll be become even more real to you. The fourth thing is you gotta put your feet in this deal. You gotta put your feet in this deal. There's a, there's a horse down there. I can ex you can visualize a horse. You can see the horse. You, you gotta touch the horse. And the fourth thing, I'm sorry, you gotta touch the horse. And the fourth thing is, you guys gotta collaborate with other people, man. You gotta get in the room with other people, whether you're serving water. You, if they don't invite you to sit down, then offer them money to sit down with them. If that doesn't work, um, Offer to serve them to sit down, okay? This is a story of my life could be wrapped up in these four things right here. Number one, see it in my mind. Number two, see it in the physical universe. Like see it in, in some, not physical, but in metaverse, on the internet, in a magazine, a picture of it. Third, get closer to it. Put your feet on it, on the plane, on the horse, on the beach, in the hotel. If I got to go work there to do it. And the fourth thing is, you got to network with people that have stuff, okay? Again, uh, I spent some time this week with uh, Dame Dash. She's like, look, you got to get close to the action. You got to get with the people that are making the moves. You cannot make the moves from your own neighborhood. Uh, Percy Miller told me you cannot make the moves from the projects. You got to move from the projects, not make the moves in the project. Quit working street corners. Quit selling just a product and start hanging out with people that have scaled their think their ideas into a reality. You have to prepare for inflation hitting you. And look, I just want to give you a heads up on this thing. It's happening right now. I believe we're already in a recession, not to be a doomsday guy, because I think that there's ways for you to take advantage of this. But I just passed one, two, three, four, five, six shops and no, nobody's in them. So the American consumer has like $18 trillion between cash accounts and money markets. You can't get negative right now when you see the bad news. This is an opportunity for you and your family to actually expand, not contract. So you're gonna see bad news in the headlines everywhere. Once the, the politicians start allowing uh, the mass media to actually distribute the bad news. And we're not talking about Ukraine and COVID. We're not talking about abortion uh, 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 rulings because all that is just distraction for the bigger problem, which is the economy. The economy is problematic, okay? You got the Fed pushing interest rates uh, half a point yesterday. Uh, there was a rebound in the stock market. This morning I wake up. The stock market rolls over by a thousand points, okay? There's going to be blood in the market. So I'm gonna do a training on this. I'm gonna give you a few tips right now, but I'm gonna click, I'm gonna give you a link to a training for those of you who actually wanna do something about this and not just hear the bad news and be woken up. First thing is you gotta wake up. You gotta wake up to what's happening. You gotta know that, hey, what do I do now? What do I do if this happens? One, do not buy into the bad news. Okay. Two, you got to expand into the opportunity, and it's very, very difficult to do. Uh, you've heard of wealthy people doing this before, how they take advantage of situations. Okay, I'm going to show you how to do that, whether you have cash or no, you don't have cash, whether you have credit or don't have credit. Because during times of contraction, what happens is, for instance, there's 32 million small businesses in America. 
many of you are going out trying to start a new business where what you ought to do is just kind of slide sideways and go buy one the neighbor next door to you. I mean, from laundromats to plumbers to internet businesses to coaching businesses, you name it, chiropractors, dentists, like in every sector that you're involved in right now in your business or your interests or your passion, I'll promise you there are thousands, thousands, not one or two, but thousands of small businesses like yours that are similar to your passion, that would feed your passion, that already have branding, already have marketing built in, already have a name, already have a location, already have revenue, already have credit lines that you can literally just slide into. Okay, but you're not gonna do that. You're not gonna do that if all you're doing is buying into bad news. So number one, you can't buy into the bad news because remember all bad news sooner or later is beat out by the need to survive and the economy to go on. The economy will always go on, okay? Not just here in America, but around the world. Always, 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 we always get on the other side of bad news. So the first thing you do is you gotta keep your head out of the garbage dump. You gotta stay positive. And trust me, when it goes negative, it is not easy to stay positive. People always like, oh yeah, I can stay positive on my own. Probably not, because you're not gonna be on your own. You're gonna be surrounded by bad news everywhere. So number two, you gotta think about how do you expand despite the fact that you don't have money and you don't have credit, or you do have money and you do have credit, but you don't wanna use either one because you're terrified, and you will be. The third thing you have to figure out to do, okay, is exactly what sectors will survive long-term. What sectors are gonna win through contractions? Because what happens in a contraction, what happens is weak businesses get squeezed out, weak names get squeezed out, okay? A weak operators get squeezed out and the strong come in and take over that. Either the technology takes over and disrupts the space or a person, typically a person or an operator comes in and then scales that business. Now what I'm gonna look to do here in the next couple years is actually accelerate my expansion accelerate my expansion because I know how to operate. I know the four things you have to do in a business to make a business successful. There's only four things you must do to keep a business, one, profitable, two, expanding, and three, flourishing. There's four things and only four things, okay? I don't have time right now because I'm with my family, uh, but, but if, when you click the link below, what I'll do is I'll give you a free training on those four things that you have to do. Look, you'll get through this. I promise you, you're gonna get through this. The question is, you're gonna get through it and you're gonna do great. You're gonna flourish and prosper. You're gonna be like these businesses, waiting, waiting for traffic. So how do you get through stuff? You gotta have targets. The, the thing that probably gets me through everything is this. Where am I going? You know, what is the target? I can do anything for a short period of time if it gets me to a target significant enough to change and improve the quality of my life. I can do almost anything as long as the target's big enough and changes my life and the lives of other people. If you ask me to uh, change a flat, I'm like, bro, I ain't changing a flat. I don't know how to change a flat. I'll tear the car apart just finding the, the little thing in the back. So I tried, the last time I worked on a car, I was 16 years old. I tried to change a starter in a 1970 Ford Maverick. Took me four days. <laughs> and it should take like 12 minutes because uh, I don't know what I'm doing. So, you know, you need a target that is, you know, big enough to change 
to change the quality of your life. I need a target big enough to change the quality of my life. Otherwise, everything that pops up in my life will become a distraction to my life. So COVID hit, bang, man, I just got more excited. I'm like, okay, nobody's stopping me from this target. When the government tells me I have to force a vaccine on the people that work for me, I get more resilient on my position. And that's got nothing to do with the vaccine. It's got something to do with people forcing me. Like you, you, you cannot, suppression never works, folks. For people that are alive and committed to a target, suppression is fuel. The attempt to suppress or stop creates the, the greatness of who you are. Diamonds are made under pressure. So these moments that are tough, like, it, 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 is it really a big event? Is it one, one and a half years of your kid's life? What, where's the target? Because you're looking in the past right now. If I'm on the past, it's because I lost my target. I used to listen to guys that were millionaires. Mm -hmm. And they were like, when I look back now, I'm like, oh, they were all like, don't get bigger. Bigger's not better. Fly under the radar. Uh, you know, it, it, what matters is how much you make how much you net, how much you keep, save your money, everything. All those guys that are worth two and three and four million, even some guys that are worth five and 10, mm -hmm. dude, they're all about contraction. That's right. They're trying to save, conserve what they have. Because when you start talking to these other dudes, I'm not talking about myself now. When I get around guys that are worth 600 million, 800, 4 billion, mm -hmm. they never talk about that. Dude, they think my money's chump money. They're like, dude, that, that, that's not money right there. But dude, look, look, quit looking at your notes. Okay, what do you want to do here? It's in my notes. No, but it's in you, okay? okay? What do you want? What does Tommy need to do now? Tommy's making 400 grand, worried about somebody that's no good, okay? Where does Tommy need to go? Screw the mechanics. Okay. Where you been, screw where you been. Okay. Dude, where, where, are you in the right vehicle? You have to change, okay? Where you been means nothing. No, no, none of this, the, the, the chick that you hired in New Orleans, what you did last year, dude, none of it matters. Well, now, where are you gonna go? No, 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 you just wanna skip now, dude. Okay. You just wanna drop the past. It doesn't matter, okay? So my goal for you, I don't know if it's your goal, but I'm hearing you say some of this, is look, 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 let's just go to number one in your market. It's easy to do. To have life balance, you gotta have money. Like, yeah. This is the taboo thing to say. It's never gonna be on TV. Nobody likes, you gotta have money. Nobody, nobody ever says this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do this, I do that, I have blah, duh, dude. You gotta have money. You can't, you can't, you know, what, what do I mean by that? Like, okay, well, like create the life you want. Yeah. Quit saving money. You know, quit buying watches and H belts. Like, I don't have an Hermes belt. Like, I didn't even know how to pronounce Hermes. I'm like, well, who would spend <laughs> seven, eight hundred bucks on a belt? Like, yeah. like I could buy $3,000 worth of real estate with a $700 belt, right? And who am I trying to impress anyway? What I need is I need a trainer to come to me. So you buy your Hermes belt, I'm going to buy a trainer to come to me. I don't want to go to him. Okay? I don't. Time is money. It's not money, it's time. It's time is money. So... Why am I going to get in a car and drive to 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 the trainer? Here, you, I'll give you another two hundred bucks. You come to me, okay? You come to me. I walk down there. I do my workout. Boom, I'm done. Well, he's he's still driving forty minutes, and I'm already taking a shower and, and, and doing a business deal. So you got to figure out the things in your life 
You know, when I when I when I went from okay, I'm never going to do, I'm never going to work for below my pay grade anymore. Like this was a big shift for me. Like I like gardening, I like landscape stuff, right? When I got rid of a yard, I was like, that was that that probably made me ten million bucks. I loved it. I spent too much time doing it. It was costing me money. It was below my pay grade. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what what am I doing? What am I doing? Like, oh, because it's therapeutic. Well, good man. Like, like not two hours of it. It's, it therapeutics costing you millions of dollars because you're out there playing with stuff. That made me feel good and everything. But there's got to be a faster, better way to do that to get that sensation. And I say this all the time. Like, if you love. If you learn to love the thing you hate, you might find a big gift in it. And for me, I didn't like sales. I hated it. I tried selling when I was 17 years old, lost a job. 18, I tried again part-time during the summer, lost the job. 19 years old, lost the job. I had had five experiences in sales and hated every one of them. All different industries. I just kept moving industries thinking, okay, it'll be different. This will be easy to sell. I hated sales. I hated talking to people. I, I particularly hated the beginning, the rapport building. You know, I'm, I'm not good at breaking ice. Like Ron Secco, he can talk to anybody. I can't do that. I can't go into a room. Um, I, I can speak to 35,000 people, but I can't go into a room and start warming it up. Uh, it's just I'm uncomfortable. So the, the point I'm trying to make is when I was 25, the only job I could get was a sales job. And I said, hey, you got to decide that you're going to get good at this, even if you hate it, because you can't lose another job. It would have been my sixth firing, and I'm like, I cannot lose another job. I did, by the way, get fired from that place. But they never got rid of me because I kept selling stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so every time they'd fire me, I'd, be, I'd go back and sell something. They'd be like, okay, you can stay, <laughs> another, right, stay another day until, <laughs> until the next time you mess up something. So, you know, I went from hating sales to committing to it to becoming now known as, like, one of the greatest living salespeople on the planet. So uh, in the things you hate, yeah. like where does the hate come from? Mm. Like the things that you hate, the things that just grind you out, like you're just bug you. There's probably, if you just stay with it Mm. and look, just move to the side a little bit and look behind it, there might be some great gifts. The problem was I was not, I do what a lot of entrepreneurs do. The mistake a lot of entrepreneurs make is number one, they never look up the definition entrepreneur. An entrepreneur means someone is who organizes a business or businesses and invests money, takes greater than normal risk with money in order to expand or organize those businesses. I wasn't spending money on my business. Like all I was doing was knocking on doors. It was just pure effort. I wasn't spending money. Like I wouldn't spend real money until I was uh, 50, 50 years old, about 10 years ago, when, it, when a guy said, bro, you're not a business. And I said, what? He, and I, and I could feel this. Yeah, I was a hustler. I was a grinder. But I wasn't a business. And I, and I could feel it, you know. Um, yeah, I was a consultant. I, could, I, I was making some money, like, in, in my 30s and 40s. I made, you know, I made a lot of money. What, what other people would call a lot of money. Yeah. But I was not a business. You know what I mean? I was just. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, I was just hustling. Just because you're hustling. I was, everything yeah. was a transaction. Yeah. Everything, everything was a transaction to get money, pay the taxes, have a little bit of money left over. Everything was in a transaction. Yeah. And, um, and this guy's like, well, you know, you're not a business. And I was like, I know, man, I know. Don't tell anybody. I know that, okay? <laughs> like, I knew it. And because, because to me, a business is I can walk away from it, it'll still operate. I was, I was a guy. 
I was no different than when I was 30, just pounding doors. And which was good, which was good. And I think a lot of people, need to, you don't need to skip that spot either. Because once I put the two together, okay, I can pound the door. I can learn e-commerce. Uh, I, can be, I can be a one product sale. I can sell to companies. Like today, we'll sell, we'll sell a product to a company for 80 grand on a, on a three to five year contract, 80 grand a year. And I'll switch immediately and sell an $8 product online or I'll give something away for free to speaking to 4,000 people today in hopes that I can meet, you know, maybe 40 of them that I can do, have a partnership and a collaboration with in, in the future. What you become is what you will be. Most people are sitting in the student chair too long. You're learning. You're like learning, studying, reading, you know, trying to get information. Dude, the, the, way, to, the way to trick the system is to become something as fast as possible. Don't keep learning, buy something. This is the easiest, simplest way for somebody to become an investor. I did the deal. I bought the deal with my money, did the research with my money, my time, my energy, and my 30 years. I used my cred with the banks and the real estate community to get the deal. That deal is $260 million. Your entire audience could not buy that deal by itself, even if it had the money because it doesn't have the connection. Yep. So I'm paying, I'm buying the deal with my money and my, bank, my, my debt. Then once I buy it and close it, I've taken all this risk out. Because once I buy it and close it, then I offer it up to my audience and say, same price that I pay, you can get in at. $1,000, $5,000, $10,000, whatever number you're comfortable with. So what happens is, one, your money's protected against inflation and deflation, okay, against the disruption and destruction of the dollar, which is what we're, what's happening right now is they are purposely destroying the dollar. The very thing they told you for the last 30 years, you should save and you should, you should, you know, trade your most valuable asset for. They are now destroying the very thing that you've been saving. And they're penalizing you for having it because they pay you nothing to keep it. Understand that, that a thousand, and I'm going to answer your whole question here. Understand that a thousand dollars today at Bank of America or Wells Fargo, let me see, $1,000 today times pays $1.20. Bullshit. Let me see. Yeah, that's $1.20 anyway. Ridiculous. Crazy. Okay. Now, that's before you bought your checks. That's before you started the, the, the checking account. That's before you used the ATM. By the time the end of the year is your $1,000 probably more like 920 bucks. Probably cost you 80 bucks just to have a checking account. So number one, you become an investor. Number two, you get cash flow every quarter. Number three, I expect that building to be a double or a triple. So I'm paying 260 for the building. If I sell it for 340, we make a double. I think the building's going to sell for 500 million when I sell it. Location's ridiculous, can't replace it. It's 99% occupied right now. It's a trophy quality asset. It's in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, one of the hottest markets in the country. And when I sell this, I will be selling it to an institution. And the reason that's important is because most of us that are earning 50 bucks a night, you have to buy the leftovers, man. You know, the, 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 we're buying leftovers. We're buying, we're buying the garbage in the community, the duplex, the single family home. These are the same homes that went back to the banks in 2010. And you don't want to be in that stuff. What you want to be is the trophy stuff that somebody always finds value in. Yep. So I think the return is uh, five to 6% in the first year, paid out quarterly. 
Uh, we pass through the depreciation to you so you won't be paying taxes for the first couple of years on your income. Um, and uh, I think you get a double or a triple uh, off your money. So if you put in 10 grand, I think you're looking at your money being 20 or 30,000 over the next uh, five, six, seven years. This is insanity that, that you're being told don't monetize your, your business. If you have a good business, have a good service, have a good product, sell it. You know, but so many guys are they're, they're trying these little kid kid gimmicks. You know, it's fine if my kids flip shoes on 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 eBay. If you're an adult, man, you got to get beyond flipping sneakers on eBay. You need to build a business. Otherwise, don't call yourself an entrepreneur because that's not what an entrepreneur an entrepreneur is not flipping shit on eBay. That's not a business. That's you trying to make two dollars on a toy that you bought at a garage sale. It's a different gig. Now, if you can figure out how to scale that, but it sounds to me like you're, you're benefiting eBay more than you're benefiting yourself. E eBay, eBay is the pimp, and you're basically the prostitute in that machinery, which is no problem with that, right? Mm. But you're servicing the, the machine rather than building your own machine. I wanna build a machine. I wanna build a machine that lives longer than I do, so that th if I get a good partnership with somebody and we cut a deal, and they're 90% of the profits in future, and I'm 10%, and my kids and my charity get to keep that 10 after I'm dead, man, I'm good to go. So what's next? Like, go the jet, like, what, what's next, man? <sighs> man, I don't what, know. What's 10X for you now? 10X is, you know, how do I do a billion dollars a year in, 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 in income? And then how do I do 10 billion in real estate? How do I have a $10 billion real estate portfolio? We paid, last month we paid uh, $1.4 million out in distribution, I'm, I'm sorry, last month, we paid 1.4 million in US dollars out to our, uh, to our investors in the real estate. How do I start competing with these banks? So they're like, you know what? We really don't like all this noise you're making. You're a noisy fucking guy and we're kind of getting tired of it now. When you get noisy enough, they either buy you and suppress you. You know, that's what Bill Gates would did with, with Apple years ago. The tablet, the original iPhone was a little uh, called, um, what was the name of that little beast? Um, anyway, it had a little pen you wrote on it. They buried that project oh, for yeah. years. Yeah. Um, I'll think of it in a second. I'll think of it when the interview's over. Maybe you guys know what it is, okay? Anyway, it's probably 20 years ago. I actually had a company built around this thing, and Bill Gates came in, gave Apple Steve Jobs a loan, and said, look, I'll lend you this money. You gotta bury that product. And they did. So that's what you can do. Or they consume you. They buy you and say, hey, we want you to be part of our... So maybe, maybe that's what happens, Nathan. I don't know. I don't know, get the, get, the, get the audio guy, the audio guy to get a good sticker for the mic. Spirituality is the number one, one most important thing to me in my life. Like, my, before my wife and my kids is my understanding of God. Yeah. And, and my dreams come from that connection and that understanding. And my, my dreams and my goals are not really financial. It's potential. So, so, so when I talk about, you know, people ask me, the, the, probably the most painful question I get is, when is enough enough? And I'm like, man, you guys ought to check in with God on that. Yeah. Right? Because, because my, my potential is what I'm going after. It's not, it's not some number. I got a guy asking me about my net worth. I'm like, dude, what, what, it's a stupid question. It's an ego, it's an ego, it's an ego thing, right? I, yeah. What I'm interested in is my potential, possibility, discovery. And, and, and for me, that, 
potential is the thing that strings me and God. And that potential is my dreams. It's like, what, what could I do? What's possible? And the, the other thing is about the blessing. You know, you, you hear people, I was in Atlanta, I'm like, man, I'm blessed. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, praise the Lord. I'm like, yeah, everybody's blessed. Everybody's blessed. I've never met somebody that's not blessed. Most people are not proving it, though. They're blessed and not validating God every day. Wow. So uh, I, I have a very, very powerful, very strong, and very clear uh, understanding of my relationship with God, and it is first and foremost with me. Other people won't understand it, right? But 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 I every every day every day every deal undoing a deal, like I've undone deals. Hey guys, this deal is no longer good for me. And that was me at my my highest ethical. What do you mean? You got a deal? We got a deal. You signed a contract. That's right. And now we're going to undo this deal. And I'm going to undo it. We're going to talk about it. And we're going to figure it out. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Hey, hey, this deal's not good for me. And if it's not good for me, it's not good for my family. It's not good for my future. It's not good for my, my ability to give to charities. It's not good for you either. So rather than me just walking away, why don't we just rework the deal so that we're both happy and everybody wins? Very difficult thing to do. But you allow that because to be another person, driver. Because another person might be bound by that agreement. They're like, no, no, we have a deal. I have to do what I said I'm going to do because they're bound by some rule that they made some agreement. Hey, if that agreement's no longer good for you, no God would want you to continue. What you'd want to do is communicate, which is harder to do. Yeah. You know, so, so the ability for my wife and I to communicate about anything, even if it's tough and it's, you know, it's... You know, ha- 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 believing in God is more than just believing in God. It takes courage to, to go out every day and validate it. Because if you actually believe, you have to do. And you ought to do well, too. And yeah. if you ever, you know, to, to me in my mind, like, you know, if I, have, if I have a good, really strong, good working relationship with God, I would be successful at everything. Physically, in my marriage, in business, with my customers, online. I would have good reviews, not bad reviews. Yeah. Like, you ought to have the whole package. I don't think, I don't, I don't think God had a partial package. I think it was probably the whole deal. And the other thing is the work thing, you know? Like, I see a lot of people that believe in God that don't work. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, but, you know, they're taking two and three days off. God don't even take that much time off. <laughs> <laughs> he takes one day off. Yeah. Look what he did before he took the day off. One of the things that, to me, is the most difficult thing in my entire career is becoming a top producer. Because the moment you become a top producer, you become susceptible to thinking you have the life. Uh, I grew up in a little town in Louisiana, a little small town, about 60,000 people. Uh, you probably hear the accent. And uh, I, I grew up in a middle-class uh, middle family. My, my, my dad died when I was 10 years old. My mother raised us. And my mother constantly told me how proud I should be of myself. How many of you got a mother like that? You should be so proud of yourself, okay? Uh, every, every time, my mom was my best friend, and every time I would have a success, it didn't matter whether I was 18 years old or 48 years old. Anytime I had a success, she was the first person I called. I wouldn't call my girlfriend, wouldn't call my wife, wouldn't call any of the, the people that were closest to me. I'd call my mom and say, Mom, you never believe I just bought a real estate deal. I started this company. I bought my first real estate deal. It's 38 units. It's $4 million. And she'd be like, that's awesome. I love you just the way you are. 
And I'm like, okay, okay, thanks. She told me that a thousand times. How many had a parent tell you, I love you, that's great, that's great you made 160 grand last year, but I love you just the way you are. How many hear that? Okay, that's right out of the 10X rule. I don't know if you know that. That's right out of the four actions. Anybody know what action it is? Average. Average, I'm doing well. Okay, there's four levels of action. Number one is, I do nothing. If I rewrote this book, I would take that out. That's actually impossible. To do nothing at all is impossible. Try doing it right now. <laughs> to do nothing means you had to make a decision to do something and not do it. This is actually not true. I wouldn't put it in the book if I rewrote it. The second level of action is um, to retreat. This is what most people do, by the way. How many had a commitment to work out today? And didn't? Okay. Okay. I was up late. Whatever. You came up with whatever reason. I'm going to make the call. By the way, any retreat in life, any single retreat is a discipline and a commitment to retreat when it matters. So, so every time you make a decision, you just need to be aware that what are you doing here? Okay, there's only four things you can do in any given day, right? You could do nothing, you could retreat, or you could do this, average. Now, I know you guys are being told that you're the top. You're the top. You're the best. You made it to Miami. But I'm just going to tell you right now, ain't, ain't not a person in this room is above number three. Now, I'm not there. Okay? And I know how much I'm grinding every day, how much I'm pushing every day, how, 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 many, how many hours I put into a day. What's the maximum number of hours you can do in a day? Not if you add people. If you added people, you got to think beyond the 24th thing. Once you guys get committed, once you get committed, then you will come up with solutions outside the physical universe. Okay, you're, you're already doing that. Your space is, your space is bizarre, okay? Here, here there's a bunch of people in the room that, that, like, I don't know anything about technology. I'm 61 years old. I was born in 1958. I, I am supposed to be outside of that moment of technology. Yet I'm probably one of the top five social media people in the world today. Banging on Instagram and Snapchat and LinkedIn and Google Plus that'll go away. Using all these mechanisms to try to get attention so that I can operate at this level 10x thing, this massive level that is always changing by the way. You can't 10x something. People are like, man, I'd write the book. If I wrote the book, I'd write it 11x. I'm like, that's because you don't understand 10x, dude. 10x is a multiplier. It's 10x, which is 100. Okay? So what, what I do, what I did in, it, when Lehman collapsed, I wrote the 10x rule. And I wrote the book because I realized I had done something wrong. That book was written for me. And the reason, when I closed the book, the reason I was like, eh, whatever, I had figured out what I had done wrong, okay? I had to embrace the, 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 the idea that three or four million dollars in a bank and a house paid for and two cars and a marriage and I got it better than everybody else and my mama loves me just the way I am was all this, this middle class, this American, particularly here in America, how many of you live in America? Okay, in America, the middle class, it is the sleeping chamber on planet Earth. Okay, people come here, people come here, they come from India and China, come to here to get a middle class. Dude, I don't want anything to do with this. Okay, your middle class, you will not change the world. You might change your house. You might change the education your little kids get, okay? They get to go to Texas A&M, big deal, right? 
He, he told me that he went to Texas. I said, oh, that had to screw you up bad, just going to a college. Why, because what do they manufacture at college? They, ma they manufacture average people at college. So, so I wanna challenge you today, okay? I wanna challenge you today. I wanna challenge you today to start thinking, hey, wait a minute, am I even a top producer? Three things you gotta know about money, and the same three rules hold true for attention. Number one, you gotta get it. You don't need to make it. It's already been made. There's trillions and trillions of dollars. There's more money on this planet than there are iPhones, okay? Endless supply. Okay, it's like it's garbage, by the way. You need to understand it's garbage. Once I get it, the thing to do is once I get it, now I don't want to lose it. How do I not lose it? I take it and I convert it to something more valuable than money. So as fast as I can, I'm going to take this cash that I earned. I don't spend it ever. Never spend this money. No matter how big the bag is, I take the entire earned bag and I dump it into something that becomes that will produce passive income for me. The only thing I ever spend is the $100 that comes out of the building, not the bag that I earned because of my talent. I take my talents, I get paid for them, I shift it into the building, the money goes away. Money can't be lost now. It's been converted to concrete, glass, steel, tenants, leases, uh, real property, okay? It goes up in value over time. This gets destroyed over time. It can be, get burnt, it can get torn, it can get uh, lost, it can get uh, stolen. So I wanna get rid of this illiquid, I wanna get illiquid in the building, convert it to something real, and then I wanna wait. When I get paid passive income, this passive income is not taxed, it's only taxed, it's taxed up a small tiny percentage of what earned income is, so I keep most of it, and this is how I live. I live off of this money and, and I could spend all of this or I could take this and start investing in more buildings. The way you talk so to me. Get it, Go get ahead. it, keep it. Number two, you got to keep it. How do I keep it? I don't save it at the bank. When you put it at the bank, the bank is going to tax it. Cash is taxed. Yeah. All cash is taxed. Okay. Cash is not king. Cash flow is king. So what you want is you want this. You want passive income. And the third thing you want to do is you want to figure out how it can multiply. That building will multiply over time. There's nobody that's going to tell me that building will not be more money. Right location, like, like the cities we're buying in, Austin, Houston, Dallas, Orlando, Tampa, uh, the Carolinas, Nashville, Tennessee, Atlanta, Georgia, freaking on fire, Savannah, Georgia, anything in the, in the smiley part of the United States where New York, when the vaccine, when they came out last night and said, hey, we're mandating, I got calls from three buddies. I'm fucking done with New York. I thought they were going to change. They're not. New York is going to feed that building. 20% of our tenants right now are from New York City. 10% are from California, moving from LA all the way over to Miami. So people are tired of the bullshit, man. And, 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 and when they're tired of that, what they do is they move. And when they move, they rent first. They don't yeah. buy first. I want my employees to stay broke. I don't want employees sitting with cash. Cash means Porsches. And Porsches mean he's going to be in trouble. Every person I've ever seen work for me that does this stuff, before they get their investments right, they go buy junk 
H belts, big watches. They can't afford the new one, the, the, a real hublot, so they go buy a big, you know, $80 watch. Dude, when you start seeing indicators of that, people start playing all that stuff. They're doing bottle service over at Live on the weekends, acting like free money will end up at Live. So Steve, Steve, when you came to work for me, how much money were you making? $3,000 a month. Three grand a month, okay. You can't live on three grand a month in Miami. Every day we would tell them, you cannot live on three grand a month in Miami. It's impossible. Just tell them, so it's impossible. So re tell people the truth. Is it the truth? Can you live on $3,000 in any city in America? Not without fear. You can live on it, but not without fear. And that's what you need to tell your people, folks. You need to leave here. If you want your people all on the same page, how many like to have everybody highly motivated? Say yay. How many like to have everybody around you really engaged? How many of you like to be surrounded by friends that are actually talking about, hey, let's all do better, rather than make sense of how they're doing, okay? How many of you like to pay for the fuel in my plane for us to go someplace? But you can't, and that's a damn shame, okay? Like that, that, that's, that should be your goal. Hey, I want Grant to pick me up. Are you gonna pick me up in your plane? Like think that big folks, think that big. Get people around you thinking that big, all right? When you go to dinner, don't worry about, hey guys, okay, uh, let's all throw the card in. <laughs> really? You should be fighting to pay for the bill. The money's out there. It's not your money. It's this. Every business, I have five companies now, we'll do 100 million this year. I started every one of those companies with no money. Zero money, man. Just hustle and grit and courage. I've called on people I didn't want to be with. I've done things I didn't want to do, okay? It is not about doing what you love. It's about doing whatever it takes to make your dreams a reality, to be closed and stay closed. If you're not closed on your product, if you're not buying your own product, why would you expect anybody else to? Man, 400 bucks is a lot of money. Your prospect says to you, $400, do it. Listen to me, man. You're 32 years old. You've been trying to save money for 20 years and you hadn't. Do it and do it now. I don't need anything special here. I'm not gonna be empathetic. Quit being stupid, write the check. I don't know if the compliance guy likes that or not. But I know this, look, if you believe in what you're selling, how many of you believe in what you're selling? Then close the deal, then close the deal, okay? Learn to close and you'll never be without work, you'll never be without money, you'll have an organization that is booming in affluence. You'll have a pipeline full, you'll have appointments filled up, right? I call it, a, a, a group called me yesterday, I'm actually trying to do a deal with CNBC and the guy says, I'm interested, I said, good, I'll be there tomorrow. Call me back, I'll be, I, I'm flying into New York tomorrow. What am I trying to do right now? By the way, I was supposed to be here. I'll fly into New York tomorrow. I can be there tomorrow, Mr. Ackerman. Okay, how does that work? I can't do tomorrow. I was gonna be here anyway, man, I'm trying to close the deal. Let me close the deal. I'll figure out how to be in two places at one time later. Right? You, some of you in the room, they're like, hey, I can see you at four o'clock on Tuesday, right? And, and the customer says to you, I'll, I'll see you at four o'clock on Tuesday. Too. Let me look at my calendar. Like, like, you're so busy. Dude, that is so old. That is so old. And it's dishonest. It's dishonest, man.
You want to see me Tuesday at 4 o'clock? I give you Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Agree to it. Done. Done. I'll call you if something changes. If there's an earthquake between now and next Tuesday, Tuesday morning there's a massive earthquake and I can't be there. You think everybody will understand? Commit first, figure the rest out later. Close the deal right now. Fill your calendar up. Your calendar's got the devil all over it. White space on a calendar and you will meet the devil. You don't need to die, okay? You go two or three days without anything going on, how many of you start having doubts? You're in hell. Oh my God, this isn't gonna work for me. There's nobody coming in. I'm not gonna hit my target. Okay, I know what I'll do. I'll lower my target. That's the devil doing that, man. That's a criminal. Never ever, if you're taking notes, never lower a target. Never lower a target. Never lower a target. Your mom and dad would tell you to lower a target. A manager might tell you to lower a target. Be reasonable. Be reasonable with yourself. Just bring it down a little bit. No, man. Criminal products are created like that. A guy sees the girl that he wants. That's the girl. She says no. He goes to another girl. Right? Gave up on his dream. If you're going to give up on your own dream, how are you going to build an organization? I'm going to tell you this for everybody in the room. You will never, ever experience great change in your life unless you're willing to give up something that you have right now. Every single time in my life, I have had to give up something I wanted. I'm not talking about getting rid of the bad stuff. You got to get rid of something that you actually worked for to get. Might have been the house. It might have been, oh, my kids are in the best schools now. It's going to be something painful for you to get to the next place. You have to give up something that you worked for really, really hard. So I sold my house. One day I had this cognition. Hey, to get what you want, you have to give up what you have. That has been true for me throughout my entire life. I had to leave Lake Charles, Louisiana. Went, went to Houston, had to leave Houston once I got comfortable with my community and my friends. Had to leave San Diego, had to go to LA. LA is a pit compared to La Jolla. Nobody goes from La Jolla, California up to Los Angeles. Nobody does that. You'll leave Kansas City to go to Los Angeles because you wanna be an actor. I met Elena within five minutes of arriving in LA. I sold my house, I sold my house. I didn't leave it vacant as a backup plan. I left this house, okay? Like I couldn't buy this house today if I wanted to. It was so, like it was a precious little treasure. I had to give that up. By the way, I had to give up being the mayor of my little town. Everybody knew me. There wasn't a restaurant I couldn't walk into. I could always get a seat. I could always get the best seat. I had it right in my hand. This is what I'm telling you guys. You have to be willing to give something up and the moment you do, you better have your partner on your side. Whoever's in your life, mom, whoever's the big influence, that significant other person in your life that you're going to consult, that everybody's going to consult. Every one of you are going to, hey, what do you think? Should I? You better have that person on your side. In my case, I was by myself. So my consultant was like, you going to do this, dog? I called my buddy, Dale. Dale, you think I should? He's like, you're miserable, bro. You got everything you want and you're miserable. He's like, what, what do you have to risk? Sold the house. Went to Los Angeles, lived in a hotel. I went from a, a house on the ocean to living in a hotel. Uh, the hotel room was probably like, I don't know, maybe the size of the stage. 
So please, please do whatever you got to do this weekend to figure out whatever you got to do to get rid of whatever is holding you back, most of which is something you worked hard to get. Okay, maybe before the weekend's over, you could write down two or three or four things you worked really hard to get that you think you're supposed to keep. You got them already. You got it. You already did that. You don't have to keep it. People say the dumbest things. It could be family. It could be your wife, your husband. It could be a a mom, a dad, an uncle, an aunt. It could be your kids coming from school. People say what they think. And what they think will be what they say. And what they say and think often enough, long enough, reinforced enough, I promise you, will be what they do. Okay, so look at some of the dumb things you say, like this. Here's one dumb thing people say. Time heals all things. Really, you get a splinter in your foot and you don't pull the splinter out. You don't look at it, confront it, and say, I gotta pull that little booger out. I gotta pull that little splinter out. If you just leave it there, you might get used to it. Yeah, you'll get used to it. 30 years goes by, you still got a splinter in your foot. Who knows that splinter gets into your bloodstream, goes to your heart, spikes your heart, kills you. Time does not heal all things, folks. You know what heals all things? Taking a look at it. Having the courage to look at it. Hey, what happened to me? How did I screw up here? What, what hurt or what pain or what happened that I had a loss? I see people go through life with all these losses, unwilling to look at them, all crippled by the time they get older, not old, but they looking old, because they believe that time heals. Look, time heals when you confront it, when you look at it, when you pull the splinter out and take responsibility for it. Don't believe everything you believe. You know what I'm saying? Because some of the ideas you got, they just dumb. And dumb things will cause you to do dumb things. Get excited, you better get excited now, because if you're not gonna get excited now, nobody will give you this money. Nobody will give you this money. Money follows attention. How much attention can I get in the marketplace is where money goes. Money does not go to the best product, ever. Money does not go to the best product. Money does not go to the happiest place either. Money goes to where attention goes. Whoever gets the most attention gets the most money. Action, massive action, has always worked. It's proven itself for thousands of years. This is not a new concept. You show me somebody, and we know their name, anybody, anybody in the the room, any famous person that you can think of, anybody, that we would both know. You say, I'm going to mention their name, and Grant will know who that is. Give me a name of one person. Tiger Woods. Massive action. Persistent massive action. Okay? Okay, how many people were watching the the Open yesterday? Yeah, exactly. Why? Because Tiger was in it. Attention, money follows attention. Money follows attention. How much attention can you get? Even bad attention. Okay, I'm gonna tell you something. What Tiger went through in the last decade helped him. You got more white people pulling for Tiger Woods, right? They're like, Tiger, grown white men, Tiger. And we say there's division in this country. Tiger, I love Tiger, right? Why? Because they love a comeback, man. The guy got a lot of attention. Okay, who else? Give me another name. Oh my God, I didn't didn't know it was going to be this kind of meeting. If I didn't know it was going to be this kind of meeting, I'd charge you double. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Everybody knows him, okay? Money follows attention. Success and power follow attention. Okay, you cannot like the guy, but could you handle that much heat every day? Could you handle that many people not liking you every day? 
Because if you're going to be a leader, if you're going to be a real leader, okay, if you're going to be at the top of the food chain kind of leader, people aren't going to like you. Money's garbage. It's garbage. It's not, it's not really what you want because it gets taxed heavily. So, and this is another thing. The ball players don't understand this. Most of the middle class doesn't understand it. The guy making 50 racks a year doesn't. The guy making 500 racks a year doesn't understand it. The guy working at Facebook doesn't understand. He knows how to code. He don't know how to beat the tax man. And the way to beat the tax man is with real estate. It is the last venue where, and I'm not talking about a house. I'm talking about buying like this piece of real estate right behind me right there. That piece of real estate is $260 million. Now, I didn't start with that. My first deal was my first deal was a $3 million deal. I made $5 million on it. One deal. And paid no taxes. And when I did that first deal, man, I did, I put 350 grand down. I borrowed it from my mom and a brother. Uh and made five, I turned 350 grand into five million dollars and didn't have to go through the bullshit that I was going through every single day. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a game, man. When I went to file my taxes, the guy showed me how not to pay taxes on it. I'm like, okay, I'm good. And I've been doing that. I now have four billion dollars worth of real estate. I started with 300 grand, borrowed money. I got four billion dollars. This deal right here is a quarter of a billion. And what I've learned over the last 25 years is this game is on, it's on, it's a rigged game and it's on stacked. It's all, it's all stacked against the little guy and the middle guy. And so what I decided to do was, was uh, I promised my mom when I was 15 years old, Dorian, I said, if I ever make it, I'm going to help the little guy out. Cause I grew up with a single mother, five kids. She was freaking frightened all it. She never got a shot at that stuff. You know, if my family got to buy a house that they ha- we ha- you got to pay for, if we could buy a house and pay it off, that was freaking like that was the American dream. That ain't a dream, bro. That's prison. That right there behind me, cash flow day one, trophy asset, appreciation two and three and four times. Most of this real estate's been doubling every every decade. Uh, trophy institutional quality, great write offs. Everything the wealthy look for in an investment. So I'm buying this deal and then I open it up to my friends and followers on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. $1,000 with $1,000, you can partner with me in that deal. And it's important for everybody to know like, oh my God, this guy's going to raise money from everybody. I could have gotten one company, one bank would have given me the entire amount of money that I'm raising for my friends. One one bank said, "Hey, I'll give you the whole two. I'll give you all the money for the deal, and you you be the partner in the deal, Grant. You run the deal. We'll be the money." And I didn't take the money because I want my friends, my followers, the people on this. I want to give people a shot. So uh, because you're you're easier to deal with, Dorian. I'd rather you be my partner in the deal than Bank of America. For me, like I was always scared of money, you know, uh, and and I was terrified of it. So so like if you look at Still today, like I look at the bill of everything. It's a bill it, of everything? It, if something costs something, I want to know how much it was. Uh-huh. And so, like, how much is it? Like, I'm going to ask that question. Whether, whether it matters or not, I'm, it doesn't matter where I get in my life. I, I don't think I'm ever going to be free of, how much was that? How much is the dinner? How much was How much this? was dinner? How much was the tip? How much was the coat? How much was the jacket? What did the... You know, me, uh, me and Elena, like Elena's like, hey, it's going to be fine, man. Like, look, what, look, 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 look at what you've done. We cannot spend this. And I'm like, how much was it? 
I want to know how much it was because when I grew up, do you had to know what things cost? Mm-hmm. And so the point you're, you're questioning about money is it's a terrifying thing because it's the one thing in life that you know the NFL is not going to give me the ball, mm-hmm. and and I'm never going to get a chance to golf. I can't win in those environments, but with money, everybody gets money. It's the one place where everybody gets it, and now what do I do? Mm-hmm. And I, I can lose it now. So it's a terrifying concept, like like power. You know, very few of us ever ever get any kind of influence or power, right? Once you get it, you're like, hey, what do I do with this? You know, am I going to do it? I'm going to. Am I going to do the right things with it? Mm-hmm. And so I think people withhold themselves because they don't. We're not educated about money. We don't know where it comes from. We have a lot of misinformation about it. Our parents terrified us. You know, money doesn't grow in trees. Uh, save your money; it'll save you. All these 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 things our parents told us because they were enamored mm-hmm. uh, or or encumbered with the same kind of liabilities around money. Right. I don't know how to get it. I don't know how to keep it. And the th- the third, the worst part that we're all at is I don't know how to invest it. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll. Some people get good at getting it. Very few actually. Fewer people at keeping it but probably more than getting it. Mm-hmm. There's probably a big group in America that have learned how to keep money. Because they're afraid to lose it. They so don't want to invest it. it, they don't want to use it, they don't want to, you know, um, you know, Kanye talks about this, how white people how white people save all their money. And they just keep it, they just store it. Like I had a, an uncle, he buried everything he ever made. <laughs> it went in the backyard. Wow. The other uncle was, was, um, he, was he was a guy that bought, he, he, he worked hard, very, very frugal, Italian descent, mm-hmm. and he would uh, buy, buy real estate, but it was always buy low and sell high. He actually never sold anything, but that was the concept, buy low. Buy the cheapest, lowest, get everything on a deal. If there's food stamps to be gotten, you go get those food stamps. If there's a, if there's a government deal, get it. If it's Section 8 and the government will pay you, pay it. So both these guys, different kind of mentalities, were extremely frugal. Mm-hmm. My other uncle was uh, worked in a refinery he basically saved all his money, paid everything off, got out of debt. That was their lifestyle. My dad died when I was 10. So he paid all his debt off, had everything paid. And, and so that's all I had, right? Everybody around me was like, get money. Keep it. Keep yeah. it. Don't use it, you know, but you, but you should invest. But nobody ever learns that third one. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think we're just a bunch of people walking around terrified of this, this apparent Apparency of it's scarce, right? And it's not. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know it's not. There's nothing scarce about it. You know I'm always keeping it real with you. What has happened to our country that we make our idols and our icons and our heroes rappers and entertainers and ball players, and then we show disgust for a businessman that can bank fifty million a year or twenty million a year. What is wrong? Look, when a guy can go out and make passive investments, great decisions, execute, show tremendous discipline, okay, and disconcert between good investments and bad investments, and then make 20 million or 30 million bucks, pay three or four million dollars in taxes, three or four million dollars to his charities, his churches, his community, helps out with groups of people, and, and we have discontent for the businessman that's out there year after year making great investments, great decisions, showing leadership in the marketplace. Look, that marketplace out there, that economy is the most savage, most difficult playing field in the world to negotiate. Yet, who do we admire in our culture? Rock stars? 
Look, these guys got great skills. Kid gets out of school, makes $12 million a first year, and, and we make posters of them and sweatshirts. And, and you put their kids in their jerseys. But what about the business people that make our economy work, that pay the taxes, that make the schools work, the churches work, that make the, the fire department, the police department, because they pay taxes, because they're out there making great investments? Look, admire business people that are able to bank year after year. Admire these people. Study them. Learn from them. Don't be disgusted with them. And turn off anybody, anybody that would suggest to you that making money in this country is wrong. Look, don't envy business people. Admire them. Emulate them. Learn from them. Particularly these guys are doing it year after year after year, not just on income, but on wealth development, because that's where you need to be. That's where you need to be thinking. That's the economy you want to create for yourself, your family, your household, and your future. You know, this concept of time management has been pushed off on me my entire life, and I have never, ever agreed with it. I'm like, why would I want to manage time? Why would I, what am, what am I going to do? How, do? how do you manage time? What do I do? i like, okay, I'm going to watch these seconds. Dude, I don't want to manage time. I want to produce. I want to be highly productive. I want to squeeze time. I literally want to take time, and I want to turn 60 minutes into three hours of production. That's the different think that you need today, not manage time. Now, there are some tricks when managing time, if that's where you want to come from, like Alan Greenspan. Alan Greenspan and his roommate in college, his roommate's father taught Alan Greenspan a little trick that Alan Greenspan used his whole life. And it was to break up the day into 15 minute blocks. 15 minutes, I have something, and then fill up the next 15 minutes. Now the reason Alan did that, and I like that concept a lot, is because he didn't want white space on that calendar. He knew white space was a problem because white space, nothing in the 15 minutes is a waste of time. See, before you start thinking about just managing time, first I want you to do this. Number one, I want you to make a list of things that you're doing every day that is a waste of time. That is the way you create time, not manage it. The first thing I want to do is look at things that I'm doing that are wasteful, those two or three hours a day that are wasteful moments. Things I'm doing on Facebook that just are a waste of time, or maybe a game I'm playing that's a waste of time, or maybe a newspaper I'm reading where I'm not really learning anything, I'm reading about the, the celebrities. It's a waste of time. Okay, second thing I want you to do is this. I want you to then start thinking about these 15-minute blocks and filling that calendar up. But the third and most important thing I want you to think about is how can you create time? How can you literally take 24 hours and, and pack more into it so that you can become more productive, so that you can use that urgency concept and really blow up your, your career, blow up your life, make the most incredible life for your family, for you, for the kids, for your wife, for your husband, and for your clients so that you can take care of yourself materially as well. 12 years ago, we had done maybe, I don't know, $20 million over the internet. We'd done over a billion dollars in sales over the internet in the last 12 years, okay? Thank you. Like, you guys got to learn how to use enthusiasm. Like, when you use it, use it. Like, the more you use, the more you get. You're like, I'm going to save my energy now. I don't want to give him too big a hand too early. It's really early today. Come on. Look, man, when somebody's successful, you ought to throw down. That's what I'm talking about. See, you guys, you guys got to, y'all got y'all got to quit trying little tricks and gimmicks. Like, if you got to walk on fire to get excited, you are up. 
Like, like if you can't at will, whenever you want to, for any reason, just get excited, then you got a problem. Okay, because in real in the real world, you can't you can't be in the middle of a meeting and I'm trying to get her to give me like a hundred million dollars and I'm not I'm feeling a little depressed or bad right now or I got my attention on my kids and and I'm like okay everybody's gonna be like nah we were gonna give you the hundred until you started pumping your chest right you can't say hang on a second man I got to go into a state change like that's not real you guys understand you have to be able to that's a gimmick. And gimmicks take time, okay? And gimmicks cannot be duplicated. What can be duplicated are disciplines. And that's what you're gonna be, we're gonna be sharing with you over the next three days. Disciplines can be duplicated. If you've seen my children, okay? If you've, how many of you have seen Sabrina and Scarlett? Oh, yeah. Those are disciplines, okay? If they were in here right now, they could get on that stage and talk to you. They know how to look you in the eyes. They know how to shake your hand because they have been taught how to communicate. We spend less time on teaching them how to count than we do communicate, connect with people, okay? We have them homeschool. The homeschool teacher, what do you want them to learn? You just keep teaching them what I'm teaching them. You teach them confidence. You teach them poise. You teach them the ability to communicate. Be dangerous, not careful, okay? We teach our kids how to be dangerous. I, I teach my kids how to meet strangers and greet strangers. We teach our kids that strangers have everything they want and strangers are not dangerous, okay? Is there danger in the society? Yeah, that's what those guys are for over there. So I'm gonna put my kids in an environment where they can meet 99% of the people and feel safe to meet them, talk to them, communicate with them. So I wanna make sure that my kids can walk into an environment and have zero concern about him, her, or him. And they can walk out and say, hey, I want to meet you because strangers have everything that you want. The people you don't know and haven't met. These guys, these guys dressed in their robes. What do you call the robes? The condor. Okay, I have one in my closet, by the way. I love the condor. I put the condor on one time and I was like, I'm a bad, bad man. <laughs> Dude, I felt so freaking powerful. It was amazing. Okay, I grew a beard. I'm like, now I'm a man. Okay, give me a camel. Okay, it was like it was like phenomenal, right? Like, but but you you guys need to have that kind of swag everywhere in life. And regardless of how old you are, 25 and you're like, I'm too young to have swag, or 55 and now you're too old, it's not true. You just need to get the confidence, the bravado, not fake it. You don't need to fake it. You need to you need to get you need to get confidence. If I could get rid of this right here in life, if I could get rid of these downs, man, how confident would I be? I mean, like I'm going into every deal, I'm a win. And that is possible, folks, okay? But it starts with, who knows me? Because if I'm walking around this planet and nobody knows me, I'm gonna be terrified. Be a better guy, man. I mean, you yeah. know, just be a good guy and be, be, you know, the thing I'm proud of is I get to be Grant all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm actually getting to the point where I'm like, hey man, I, I finally got to be what I, I, I finally became what I wanted to be. Mm, what you was know? that? Me. Yeah. You know, that, that I don't have to apologize anymore and that I quit mm. screwing up and I quit having to call people and say, hey man, I, I said I went too far, you know. If I could just pull some of that back without that drug that that, that psychiatrist was trying to use. Right. You know, that if I'm less dependent upon aggression, you know, and I could I could kind of manifest more, you know, like you, you talk about. Let it, let it flow more. Let yeah, it flow, dude, yeah. let it flow, you know, mm. but.
But if I could get that perfect balance of aggression and flow. <laughs> That's a sweet you know, spot, yeah. It's sweet, dude. It's hard to find that thing. That's a sweet too. spot. You know, to be that, I don't want to be, I, want, I don't want to be the little stream that drips. You know, I want to be like, Mm-hmm. But I don't want to damage anybody. Right. I don't want to hurt anybody. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to be in competition anymore. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to lose the edge. Right. You know. <laughs> it's a dance, it, dude. It's a dance. It's a dance, man. You know. Like like your girl said to me the other night. She's like, she, she said something before she left. She's like, I really get who you are. Mm. You know. That and that hits me mm. when people say that to me. Most people don't get who I am. Mm. That's beautiful. You know. And and she said, I really get who you are. Yeah. And 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 a lot of people don't. Yeah. And and it, sometimes it hurts, right? Because I know who I really am. Yeah. And but I also know the things I'm trying to accomplish for me. You know, like Ryan. Ryan gets who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, Ryan. Ryan never takes me on. Man, you're you're the best, Grant. You're the best. <laughs> he just he strokes me right right yeah, through yeah. it. And 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 you know, my wife. I can see my wife. She gets t- she gets tired of the 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 pounding. You know. But hey, man, I just you know I'm a right handed hitter. You know, yeah. or I got I got a certain ball that I throw, a yeah. certain shot I make, and yeah. it's my go-to. You know, and when when I get threatened, I'm going to go to that. And I, if I could develop some other set of skills, mm-hmm. you know, that would be that would be a cool thing. The thing is not to just be positive, not even to offer this no negativity policy that I talk about. The way to avoid uh, negative and distracting people, man, is to vibrate at a rate so fast okay, that you're out in front of them. Once I got a speeding ticket, actually here in Miami, and the, and the police officer says, why are you speeding? Why are you in such a hurry? I'm like, dude, I'm trying to stay away from the crazies, okay? If I can just get ahead of everybody else, I'm not distracted by anybody but guys like you. And your job is to stop me, but the truth is their job is to stop me, distract me, and cause me to turn around and, and, and stop my mission. See, so I got my ticket and moved on and went to the head of the pack again. See, this is what I'm telling you, man. Look, if you want to not be bogged down by negative, distracted people, you need to take responsibility that you're slowing down enough to get caught up by this magnetic charge of distractive and negative people. Dude, you need to vibrate so fast that these people are distracting other people, not you. Get way ahead of the crowd. Get so busy that nobody's gonna jack with you, man, because you're filling up your pipeline, you're full, you're busy, and you don't have this stuff sticking to you. Look, if you got negative people around you, if you got distracted people, and we all do, but if it's causing you to be distracted and negative, dude, you need to vibrate. You need to fill up your pipeline. You need to explode, blow up, get busy. So this isn't happening to you because you're partly responsible. Fill your pipeline up. Success is vital. Maybe you've heard me say this before. It's worth writing down again. Success is your duty. It is your obligation and your responsibility. Success to me is as vital to my survival as oxygen, food, and water. Shelter. I got to have shelter. I got to have water. I have to have oxygen. I need food, okay? I need love in my life, okay? I, I need people. I need human interaction, and I also need to win. If you don't have success in your life, you will lose discipline, you will lose activity, you will lose contacts, and you will not be consistent. You will not have them. This is the vital part of success. This is why I'm pounding to you. The only trick in this universe, if there is a trick at all, is you must be successful. Success is not an option. It is your duty. It is your obligation. It is your responsibility. 2022, if it's going to be good for you and your family, 
If it's gonna be great for you and your family, it is because you demand success this year. Mm -hmm. And that means you demand success in your relationships, in your finances, and in your money. Uh, your money and in your business. What should you do with your money? Well, well, like saving money in a bank account is ridiculous. The only people that benefit yeah. is the bank. So wait, yeah. what do you do with the money then? You, 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 you use money. First thing people should invest in is themselves. Like, you know. Best thing is people hear that and they go, what does that mean though? What do I do with the money? Go to, go to workshops, go to seminars, go to whatever you're good at, whatever you're doing. You're yeah. an astronaut, invest in yourself. If you're an athlete, invest in yourself. Don't spend money on belts. Yeah. And looking good. Like invest in your craft. You're a comedian, invest in your craft. And that means investing in your skills, a uh, 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 coach, uh, uh, what, whatever, whatever, podcasts, yeah. whatever needs to get you known, right? And, right. Then, and then also in, in your branding and your marketing. Like, people have to know you. No matter how good you are, if I don't know you, it doesn't matter. Right, so you got to get out there. Yeah, how did, you, how did you guys run into me? How did I run into you? Yeah, Instagram. how'd you find out about me? Instagram. Good. I invested a lot of money making sure that people see that Instagram account, right? Right. So it, our energy, money and energy. Right. So uh, invest in yourself first to become great at whatever you're doing. Number two, start investing in your business if, that, if you hadn't done that already. And the third thing is start investing in things that'll pay you every month. So you buy, you buy a flow of income. This idea that it takes money to make money is not true. It's a myth. It's, it's, it's the number one reason why I did the show, the Discovery mm. Show, to debunk that on TV, that I didn't need any money at all. Uh, they, they offered me a hundred bucks. I'm like, just keep it, dude. Like, no, no, we got to give it to you. It's part of the show. And I'm like, I don't need the hundred. They're like, no, but you got to take the hundred. It's part of the show. So the entire 90 days, I never touched the first hundred they gave me. And this was to prove to people, dude, you do not need money. Like, it's just, it's not true. You need money. You do need contacts. You need people. You need relationships. You need people. You need, people. You need the right people, though. The right people that are already in play. Okay, just because a guy's got money. I remember a, a, a billionaire friend of mine, uh, you know, he could buy a jet. And I said, hey, Bob, should I buy a jet? He said, you should, I shouldn't. Meaning Grant should because, and he's way wealthier than I am. He could have bought 40 of them. He's like, I don't have a place to go on mine. You, have a, you could use yours every day. So you, mm. you got to find somebody that's in place, somebody that not just has money, but somebody that wants to do more with their money. So you'll notice in the first uh, 10 days, I don't spend a any money. I don't spend money on shelter, not on food, and not on water. Nothing. Then what I do is I end up accumulating assets. And it's unfortunate that the viewer doesn't see this. Within mm. five days, I have two vehicles. One was given to me by Discovery, <laughs> and the other one was a $40,000 Jeep that I basically used uh, from Ryan, this guy I met, and told him, I'm going to sell your Jeep. I'm going to drive it around town and put 10 miles a day on it, and I'm going to sell it. Well, that's a $43,000 asset. Uh, my truck was worth four grand. I still had my $100. I lived in a $46,000 RV that I was trying to sell. So, yeah. uh, and the, what, what's the other thing I did? And I picked up $10,000 to do in a 15% partnership in the equity of the upside of this guy's company. So literally in 10 days, wow. I was accumulating contacts that could get me equity. And the, and the important part of that story is, man, go get you some equity. You know, Jay-Z talks about this. You're getting, you know, so many of you young brothers are getting an advance while I'm picking up the equity. Showing up means...
showing up. It don't mean you got to the office. You understand? It doesn't mean you came to work. For me, showing up means I show up. I've been showing up since I was 25 years old, man. Before that, I wasn't showing up. I was showing off. I was acting a fool, being a fool. High school, I didn't show up. I went to class, I never showed up. My body went in the room. See, showing up doesn't mean you got there. Showing up means you got there, and then you showed up again, and then you showed up again, and then you showed up again. It means you show up for the class, you show up for the homework, you show up for the class, you show up for the homework, you show up for the test, you freaking get a perfect grade. It means you keep showing up to the next level. And I hear a lot of people talking about showing up, you know, showing up's not everything. Let me tell you something, showing up, when you show up the right way, Johnny, you got to put your seatbelt on. When you show up the right way, when you show up the right way, showing up is 100% a success. Showing up means you're looking for deeper levels to show up, to pay attention. That's what I do every day. Every day I come to work, I'm like, show up, man. Show up for every little problem. Show up for every little opportunity. Show up for every little little new nuance, little angle, little particle, little movement. That's why I see all this stuff. Why is that not cleaned up? Why is this not cleaned up? Why, what's it, why didn't somebody pick that up? Who's that new person here? Hey, you feeling all right today? How many times have I asked you that before? You all right today? I know it's little things. It's simple, it costs nothing to do this, show up. It costs you nothing. And it makes all the difference, man, showing up. You'll see things that no one else sees. And, and you know, the good news is anybody can do this. You just gotta make a commitment to show up. The reason the guys on Wall Street and the gals on Wall Street make so much money, okay, is not because they're, they're, they're like capitalists and they're terrible people. It's because they're surrounded by people that are making money, man. They're accountable by their stock price. They're accountable to their production. They got people around them that expect them to win and do well. And also they're going to dinner, waking up at breakfast, working out in the gym with other people that are winning big in life, okay? So you need feedback from your environment and your network. Fourth thing you need is you gotta have, fifth thing you need is you gotta have a network of people that are encouraging you to kill it. You gotta have the right network. You gotta have a LeBron in your game, man. If you're playing in the NBA and LeBron's like, I'm going to take you under my wing, bro. Fuck. Okay. Kobe's like, hey, man, I wanna, I'm coming back to be with you, man. What would you deny that? Okay. Michael Jordan, I want to be with you, man. Mm -hmm. Tiger Woods, I want to golf with you. Come on, guys. What are you doing? You cannot do this alone. You cannot do this alone. Are you kidding me, man? Let's say you want to be a surgeon and, and a top surgeon in the world's like, I want to take you under my wing. What are you going to say? I, I, I'm too busy. What are you willing to give up? You guys got to keep assessing the situation and not be, not be broad stroke about it and say, oh, I'm not going to be a dilettante or I'm going to be a professional. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to, no, no, but what are you going to give up? There are times though, again, when I will give up that agreement like one of the things I have on here, being right. You have to give up being right. You know, you can't can't want to be, be be right and be successful. They don't, they don't even go together. It's impossible. So again, I'm willing to give up being right. I just gotta don't quit, man. If you don't quit, if you don't quit, you can't fail. It's impossible. Failure becomes impossible for those that don't quit. It's impossible. Just think about it. If I keep moving towards the destination. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm going through the alphabet 
A, B, C, D, E. Dude, if you just keep going all the way to Z, you finish the alphabet. You break your leg along the way, somebody cuts your tongue out, you get waterboarded, you get a divorce, you lose your dad, you lose a puppy. If you get the Z, you finish the alphabet, period. And boy, when I heard that, I'm like, God damn, what was I thinking? I was thinking I could fail. I can't fail if I don't quit. So, so that means I got to get rid, I got to dump people out of the car though along the way, right? But we had to get rid of a whole bunch of people. I, I have to get rid of people. How many people have, been, have gone, Johnny? Huh? I mean, guys, like if you saw the wreckage, like so much, you don't see it, you know? Oh, oh, I'm not saying get rid of people. I'm just saying like, like, like what are you willing to give up? Okay, on my list, I've given up a house, I've given up money, I gave up my retirement accounts. I had millions of dollars sitting in retirement accounts. I paid the penalty to get the money because it was a mistake years ago. I got convinced by the banks to build an IRA or a 401k because I was trying to figure out how to exit. Actually, the people that were giving me the advice were telling me to figure out how to exit. You're planning an exit when you're 30 and it's stupid. Think about what you're doing. You're not going to retire until you're 70 and the rich people never worry about their retirement accounts. Warren Buffett has not got a 401k. He's got Coca-Cola. See the difference? See the difference in the think? Okay. So, so like, like you, you guys have to take a look at what you know that is now a liability. What you know to be true that has become a liability for you. If you just study the middle class of America, study the entire structure of the American economy, you will see, you will see where a lot of these liabilities exist that, that are, 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 are core values that you have, not just for you, but for the entire population of people. And, and like, if you just look at the structure of America, 311 million people, most of them are not doing well. You hear about it every day. So the solution is let's give everybody college. You know, let's give everybody college. Well, college could be one of the problems. Look, you know, let's make sure everybody gets through high school. Okay, could be one of the problems actually, that it takes 12 years to learn how to count and still no product, really. So anyway, I'm not saying, I'm not worried about try, trying to change all that, I'm just saying, you might wanna look at how some of that has influenced you. You know, the retirement accounts, the life insurance. How many of you got life insurance? How many of you got some cash value sitting there, some hope? Dude, get the money. Don't wait till you die. One thing that I've done since I was 25 years old is learn how to set goals, put them in place, and then manifest them over periods of time in my lifetime. If you go back and listen to the rules of success that I shot that show in, I think I was 40, 35 years old, 36 years old in La Jolla, California. I was living on the ocean then. And you can go back to that. You can look in the 10X rule. When I wrote the 10X rule, I shared a bunch of goals. That was 11 years ago. You can see over the last 25 years, every single goal that I have set for myself, up to this point anyway, I have been able to achieve. My wife, my two beautiful kids, the condition that my body's in today, my finances, the real estate, all of it started 
with goals. All of it started with the idea that was in my mind and had not yet been manifested in reality. I heard a saying once, uh, Barbara Streisand said that there was not one thing in her career that she had accomplished. Tips on writing goals. Number one, write them down every day. In fact, what I do is I write mine down on a blank sheet of paper. I write them down in the a.m., I write them down in the p.m., and I also write them down anytime I'm disappointed or discouraged. Okay, so I could actually write my goals down more than twice a day. Always in the a.m., always in the p.m. First thing I do in the morning, first thing I did today was I wrote my goals down. Second thing, what I'll do before I go to sleep tonight is write my goals down. It could be on the same legal pad. Second thing, I write them down in present tense, in PT. Present tense or even past tense or past, okay? So I may write it as though I have accomplished it. What you don't want to do is uh, write it down, one day I will love my job, okay? You want to write down, I love my job. Even if you hate your job right now, just like flip it, I love my job, okay? I love my wife and kids. I didn't have a wife and kids. Uh, my kids love me. I didn't have any children, okay? I wrote it down as though it was happening, okay? Um, Write your goals down whether or not you're achieving them or not. It doesn't matter that you're achieving them, okay? This is going to sound a bit like you're deceiving yourself, which is what you're doing. You're, you're writing down the future as though it's happening today and or has happened. Number four, strongly suggest that you go 10 times bigger on your goals than you think what is accomplishable, okay? I say go big or go bigger, baby. Okay, go big or go bigger. There is nothing wrong with big think. It doesn't cost anything, okay? You can't get taxed for thinking big. And it's not just, okay, I'm gonna dream big and big things are gonna happen, okay? I am going to uh, write down, hey, I'm trying to achieve X in my life. I'm trying to go from here to 10 times bigger than I can think. Okay, during the day, I'm going to take the actions that support that when I write this down every day. Number five, do not be disappointed in not achieving. Just keep writing. Just because you're not hitting it, just keep writing it. Uh, I wrote down off and on from time to time. I wrote down for years. My dad worked his ass off. And when he died, he did good. My mom had to sell everything. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, that didn't work. But he was considered successful, the middle class successful, briefcase, mm -hmm. good job, professional, people respected him, saved his money, had life insurance, house was paid for, everything by the book. And she was unloading stuff the next week because she was terrified. And so from the age of 10 to like 16, 17 years old, fuck, we were just scared, dude. Mm -hmm. Clipping coupons, buying everything on sale, Single mother, everywhere she goes, she knows they're going to rip her off. The plumber, the mm. roofer, the car dealer, everybody's going to rip her off. Right. So she thought. Save your money. Save for a rainy day. Yeah. Right. You know, a penny saved is. Right, yeah. a penny earned. It's yeah. not. It's a fucking penny. Yeah. Right. It's a fucking penny. Yeah. I mean, it's a penny, dude. Yes. You won't even pick a penny up today. You ain't sh with a penny. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, 50 cent? Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's 50 pennies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the third thing I would say about wealthy people is they're, I mean, different people have different ways they invest, but they tend to be more 
focused on the long-term appreciation of an asset rather than give me money this second. And, and I think the get, they're, they're, they're not stuck in this get rich quick thing. It's a delayed gratification. Yeah, they're more like, yeah, I'd rather have wealth tomorrow than rich today. Mm. And, and they do have a distinction between the rich and the wealthy. The, the, you know, the super wealthy are looking to create wealth beyond their own means and needs. Like they're not thinking about their kids, their boat, their plane. I know people think that, but that's not actually true. They're actually thinking about how do I create wealth for a, a lot of people? Amazon's got a million employees. Yeah. Uh, now, most of them only earn minimum wage, but there's some people at the upper level of Amazon that are making fortunes. You're reading a book, okay? You're listening to music, going to an event, uh, speaking at an event. Let's say you're speaking in advance. It's the seventh hundred time you did that presentation. You got to show up new again. Johnny comes to work with his camera, and we're doing a show today. Johnny needs to show up new, looking for new angles, new colors, new. You got to show up every day new, folks. You're new, man. You're new, ladies and gentlemen. You're new. Every day you're new. Or guess what? You're old. Nobody wants old. I don't want to get old. I don't want stale. I don't want yesterdays. I don't want leftovers. I know. I know. I know. I know when somebody's repeating something rote. They're just giving me the same. I don't mind some bullshit, but it's got to be fresh. I need some fresh bullshit. So I don't mind. I don't mind a little bit of bullshit. I just don't want the same thing. Okay, that guy's told that story a thousand times, and it looks like the thousand thousand times. Not in a good way either. Last thing I'm gonna tell you is this. Okay, don't get stuck in mechanics. When I'm writing my goals down, I do not know how I'm going to do it. So I merely sit down. Like I, I remember for years I would write down, I own a helicopter. I don't even know where this concept came from. I own a helicopter. I own a helicopter. I own, I own a helicopter. Every once in a while it would show up. It would show up on a Wednesday and not show up for uh, when I'm writing my goals down, right? So I'm waking up in the morning. I wake up in the morning and I write my goals down. And one day I write, I own a helicopter. I think back then it was, uh, I, I learned how to fly a helicopter, okay? It was stupid. It was completely ridiculous. I'm like, where did that come from? It just kind of floated into my mind. I wrote it down. Okay, I own a jet. I'm like, man, I'm just being stupid right now. I own a jet and two helicopters. I don't know how that happened. I didn't, I didn't know anything about jets. Uh, I would not achieve any of this, by the way, until I was 53 years old, 54 years old. The first private jet I was ever on was the one uh, uh, we bought. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know how they fly. I didn't know how they work. I didn't know what the cost of a hangar was. I know nothing. Don't get lost in the mechanics. I didn't know the fuel cost. I didn't know what it cost to buy one. Do you finance them? Do you pay cash? Do you get a tax rate? I knew nothing when I started writing this down. The helicopter would come after the jet. Okay, I bought a helicopter. I didn't know why. So the point of that story is when you're writing your goals down, literally sit down with a blank sheet of paper. First thing you wake up in the morning and you just start zip, 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 zip. You write through them. Like this morning I wrote down 40 billion in real estate. Okay, public. I write down one word. I'm going public. See, I know now that this, this is in present tense and or past tense. I write it in present or past tense. I'm going public. Okay, I wrote down recently... Uh, 
a congressional hearing. People are like, what, what's a congressional hearing? Dude, I'm so big now, they called me into Congress. I'm a, they're going to have a congressional hearing. They're going to drill me. Okay. Oh, yeah, then I wrote this down. Uh, uh, a political office. Now, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm writing that down. I don't know how to achieve that. I don't know what it would mean. I don't know what it looks like. I don't get stuck in the mechanics. Don't worry about it. Commit first. Commit first, man. Just keep committing it. Keep fueling it. Keep writing it down. Eight billion people know my name. The only thing I can control in my life are the things that I'm willing to take responsibility for. These gladiators that came here thousands of years ago and maybe lost their lives, if they took responsibility for the match, full responsibility, and I might be taking this too far right now, I don't know. I don't know what it was like to be a gladiator in 720, 740 AD, okay? I can't even imagine fighting in front of 50,000 people with lions possibly coming out to eat me, okay? but. I know this, you really gotta get this point carried away. You gotta get it like in your head. You're an executive, you're a business owner, you're a manager. You're trying to hire people. You're trying to hire people and you're like, oh, the people are bad, oh, everybody's terrible, everybody's bad. I can't find good people. to take responsibility. We all have something to do with what's going on around us. You and I authorize others to drop the bomb. Look, I've been robbed twice in my life. 23 years old, I was almost killed. Guy came in my house, put a 45 caliber pistol in my face, hit me right here, then put 70 stitches in my head and face, robbed me. In New Orleans, Louisiana, I was robbed uh, at, at a younger age. I caused both of those. I was the victim in both situations. On the police report, victim robbed by criminals. Truth is, I wasn't a victim. I created both of those. Wrong place, wrong time, wrong people. I had something to do with that. Everything that happens to you is because of you. Quit passing it off, right? It's, it's gonna rain on me right now while I'm shooting this. Dude, that's my fault. I could have shot this thing yesterday when it was sunshine. Watch and read high performance people and you will see that they always take responsibility. When their life goes to, to garbage, it's when they quit taking responsibility. The greats in the world keep track of everything. When they're in the game, it, when they're the gladiator, when they're the ball player, when they're the executive of a big company, they're statitizing everything, okay? How many outbound, how many inbound? Uh, what's our closing ratio? What's our right ratio? Everything is measured. Measure your actions and measure your results. Those that don't and won't are irresponsible and they will cause you problems. I remember as a young salesperson, I was keeping a log, not on what I sold, but on what I said to people. I kept everything. How many people I talked to, how many people I waited on, how many people I wrote up, how many people I negotiated with, how many people I closed, how many people I talked to on the phone, and also what they said and what I said. What worked and what didn't work, I was taking responsibility. This is the only way you can take responsibility, by the way. You can't just say, oh, I'm, a, I'm responsible. You gotta do something to follow up the responsibility. It's how I handle and learned and became a professional salesperson. I handle the future by handling, by being responsible for the present. You go in that gladiator, you go in there as a gladiator in that coliseum, okay? And you don't figure out how you lost that last fight, you're gonna die in the next one. Take responsibility. Even if the other guy cheated, he surprised you, he shocked you, he pulled out some other weapon you didn't know about. Be prepared for the future by taking responsibility for the present.
So be responsible, be the cause, not the effect. Be responsible. Even when you're not responsible, be responsible. Bad things happen to good people. Good things, by the way, happen to good people. And blame no one, be responsible. And remember this, you wanna be great, you wanna be super successful, take responsibility for everything even the things that you could have no responsibility for. I've been a sales guy for a long time and I, I just learned early on, and I was terrible at sales, 17 years old, 18, 19, part-time part -time sales guy, I was, I was awful. When I finally realized that sales was the only job I could get at 25 years old, I'm just like, dude, I just gotta tell people the truth because I can't do all these tricks. <laughs> the NLP, right. the, and, and look, if it works for you, good, whatever, but the mirroring, the matching, they ask a question, you ask a question, the hot potato. I've, I've heard all these <laughs> strategies. And I'm like, dude, I just can't do it. I'm just gonna be me. Hey guys, I'm, I'm moving from LA, I'm out of work, I'm looking for opportunity, I'm trying to move my family here. My name's Lewis Curtis, uh, 2008 beat me up. I gotta get my family out of LA. Real estate's impossible, I can't buy it there. It's out, priced out of the market. And I'm here in Pueblo, because I think there's opportunity here, and that's all I'm looking for. No handouts, no help. I don't, I got an old truck with me, I got no money, I left my kids with, you gotta have your story. This is what you gotta do to play the game. One, you gotta be committed. You gotta be like, hey, I need to learn about real estate. You can't do real estate, Bitcoin, stocks. Like, you can't do everything and be great at one thing. You just be a half-ass player at all, everything. And you'll never go hard enough on one thing to ever make you any big money, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're gonna play the crypto thing, then you need to know which crypto's gonna win. They're not all gonna win. And then you need to go hard and heavy on that one thing, real estate. For 30 years, I've been studying the real estate game, and I mean, I just, I know this game now. I got the eye. I'm looking for their barriers to entry. I'm looking for scarcity. I'm looking for irreplaceable and I'm looking for something where I can value add, add value to the property without spending a lot of money. I'm gonna probably spend $150,000 on the landscaping of this pool. That could be worth five large to me. That's a 40, 35X return. I gotta be able to pay for it. I gotta be able to see it. I gotta be able to commit to it. But how are you gonna see the deal if you're looking at everything? You're not. So I'm on the ocean in Miami. I know the best property in Miami's got sand in front of it. There's plenty of condos. There's nothing you can really do with a condo. Only thing you can do with a condo is get a good price on it and hope to sell it, hope to sell it for something later. On a property like this, you could actually overpay for a property like this if you got the I, the I of the real estate investor, the REI. So look, if you wanna learn, uh, look at that pelicans flying overhead, man, beautiful. If you want to learn the game the way I know it, this is a simple, simple game, okay? Available to men, women, black, brown, white, Hispanic, you name it. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are. It doesn't matter what your religion or education is, okay? It doesn't even matter if you got a credit score, seriously, or money down. You got to know what you're looking for because if you find the right deal, you can find money for it. Because you made it this far in a video, I want to celebrate you. Most people start and don't finish. Most people never actually follow through. Most people say they want something, but they don't ever do the work to actually get it. But you are different. You are special. Believe Nation, you made it here all the way to the end, and I love you. So it's a special celebration. If you put a hashtag believe down in the comments below, 
on this video, I will showcase you and celebrate you somewhere on the screen in a future video because you are awesome. For even more Grant Cardone motivation, check the video right there next to me. I think you'll love it. Continue to believe and I'll see you there. There was somebody saying, look, the more, more oil companies we have, the better because it's good for the customer, right? The, the more technology companies we have, it's not just Microsoft, the better for the customer.